0: Everybody ready? Let's get rolling.
1: This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
2: (laughs) It's The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.
0: Gordon, you should write a book.
2: Just write when you, you, you have time now get get the autobiography going.
0: Well, I'm as busy as I've ever been. What are you talking about?
2: I don't know. I'm more that you're you've been home for 2 months, that's all.
0: Yeah, uh save uh, commute time, but uh been uh, busy uh doing my jobs and uh happy to to do so. Well, I'm but, not a- uh, accusing
2: you of gold-bricking, Gordon. I'm just more saying that you're home all the time. But uh, you need to, to, to uh, get that autobiography I, started. Get that thing cranked out. I think oh, you the write world a book needs
1: to know. Just because the names of people in your life... the DuPont? That sounds like a book name. Right? Like a family in a book. Uh, all the people I know were like Bill and Bob and not Smith. all of us could be
2: the yard boy for the du- DuPonts. <laughs>
0: yeah, not no, all we, of us... We spent... We spent the whole break arguing over what my job title was when I was doing that. You called me a what? A chambermaid? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what I settled on, but I did. Here I am, a hardworking man. My dad is trying to teach me responsibility because that was his middle name. And I'm out there sweating you know, manicuring vast stretches of lawn and and uh, you know, fixing stuff inside a, a building that needed to be fixed. And, and you know, uh, doing uh, driving tractors and hauling garbage. And you call me a chambermaid.
2: Well, you described yourself as a janitor, and I don't think that accurately described your your job position there.
1: Uh, I think that's what it was. See, I think sense. I think you're not doing... If you really did that many different tasks and they were that hard, janitor doesn't cut it. It, it actually uh,
2: shortchanges you there a little I, bit. I think the most accurate thing was housekeeper. No. <laughs> yes.
1: Housekeeper.
0: it was, it was, Gordon no, was a housekeeper. I, was, I was kept outside. the
2: house. I was, was outside. a church. I,
0: I was outside, too. Oh. Was there a church or outside? It was both. I did. I, I t- I was all over the place. The yard is whatever. part of the house? There's a housekeeper. You're keeping a house. Yeah, it was a private church. It was uh, owned by the, the family, and uh, yeah, I was chambermaid. Uh, I don't think they used that. Don't say owned by the family. Yeah.
1: That sounds like the mafia.
2: <laughs> it was owned by the family. And and Austin and I were talking. You know, Gordon, even your like labor jobs of your youth, which we all went through that phase, right? They're they're the most like one percenty labor jobs possible.
0: Not true. Estate. I was on the chain gang. I was I was working, you know, with tools and stuff. I mean, they, they just, uh, what just... You what had was, a uniform. I had
2: a vast estate. You were like downtown Downton Abbey, but uh, American style. I
1: had to pull no, on I a was, gunny sack every day to dress
2: myself.
0: No, I was the one out there making the estate look good, doing the heavy w- work.
1: I guarantee someone fall behind you
0: and fixed it. <laughs> Not true man I was uh, I, I I was a very a valued that member of the state in
2: state that's what I'm saying it's
1: it, that's like You're a, at an elementary right in, in a normal I'm out in a weed field. No, it doesn't matter. And make he's the at work. an estate. Yeah, no, it the, I'm it picking doesn't. corn in, a, in the hot summer that's sun what, with
0: my <laughs> bleeding
1: fingertips.
2: That's what we're saying, Gordon. Even your labor jobs of your youth were the most one percenty labor jobs possible.
0: <laughs> the work there was nothing one
2: percenty about the work. Except for that you were on the DuPont estate. Oh, bet you got breaks, didn't you? That family owns like a quarter of the planet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, did my. they feed
2: you oh that's, uh, that's all he was there to do was was uh relax by you. the
0: pool no and let I don't, uh, I don't let, remember uh, being fed i literally had a job where i was paid in produce i wasn't swimming in the pool i was patching the pool up i was you know I was, <laughs> while swimming <laughs> oh, and <you> sunny <laughs>
2: okay let's, oh, let's get to what's going on austin uh let's hit the intro
1: Every day on the big show. Gordon and Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
2: Time for What's Going On. Highlights of what's going on, the biggest stories across the Zone Sports Network. Gordon, you ready to roll? Yeah. Let's start out with uh, Hans and Scotty. Uh, We brought this up with Howard back earlier in the show, but LeBron sent out a tweet about wanting to conclude this season in some way, shape, or form. Here's what the guys had to say.
3: The king has spoken. We'll get to good, better, and best here in just a moment, but I think this is really important to get out there. LeBron James just two minutes ago tweeted out, and I referenced this. uh, David James retweeted this. uh, A story from CNBC. About how there are agents and team executives around the NBA that are calling on Adam Silver to cancel the season. Um, now, this is on the heels of now. This has not been tweeted from Woj or Shams or anybody else around the league um, that are your normal um, your normal you know newsbreakers around the league on a national front. And in it, or Shams had the the comments earlier today that we replayed a couple times, where apparently there was a conference call between the league and 30 of the NBA GMs with actually positive news on the health front that uh, they feel like there's some pharmaceuticals coming down the pipeline really quick and that things are heading in the right direction. LeBron James just tweeted out. And folks, if you don't think LeBron's uh, words don't carry a lot of weight, you're kidding yourself. LeBron James tweeted out two minutes ago, saw some reports about execs and agents wanting to cancel the season. Three question marks. That's absolutely not true. Nobody I know saying anything like that. As soon as it's safe, we want to finish our season. I'm ready and our team is ready. Nobody should be canceling anything. Yeah, that's pretty clear cut. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. LeBron, if this was a year ago... And the Lakers were out of the playoffs and were going through that garbage year. That might be a different message from LeBron. Oh, for sure. But here's LeBron. LeBron wants another title. They he's can. got a legacy. He's trying to chase Michael's six. He's trying to be considered one of the greatest players of all time. He knows he's on an elite-level team. I have been trumpeting
4: this for since since this all happened. I've been talking about LeBron wants to be back with his team because they, they, they knew it. They knew they had everything that they needed. In yeah. fact, I think that they were sitting on a lot of stuff. Yes. Just kind of waiting to unleash the beast and this um, this it, it it vindicates those thoughts
2: yeah lebron I, th- I think well i think most nba players are probably pretty motivated gordon to you know make some money uh but yeah it, the lebron has a lot of reasons to want to finish this season
0: well if you have uh if you have the team that he has and you have the opportunity that he thought was his and you are a driven competitor who wants to leave a mark on his game, you better believe it. Yeah, he doesn't want to take the rest of the year off and just say, bag that. No, that's not how he's wired. No, and I I would think— I just don't, I just don't know if it means anything.
2: I would think that most players feel similarly, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody, but uh, the 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 champions, the guys who— who do what lebron has done in his career uh, i think that's just part of who they are i you know and i know he's a powerful person and a force within the league but just because lebron wants it doesn't mean it's going to happen
2: so i agree with that however a lot of the lebron carries a lot of weight in the kind of behind the scenes issues too whether you like it or not and you know agents are going to have some pull in this and LeBron basically owns his own agency so I mean
0: do you think do you think he Jake is uh is sending a message to the players hey those of you who may be hesitant to want to to go somewhere and and, and do something in a centralized location hey buck up let's go let's play uh, I
2: I don't know if it's like that is directly his intention but I think that's kind of a fallout right I mean if you if you hold all clutch sports clients after lebron said something like that my guess is they probably all have the same opinion yeah because yeah. that's probably what rich paul is saying behind the scenes to his clients <laughs> no i and i'm serious i mean that's you know what the, the players should listen to their agents, and if that's what their agent is saying, then they're probably pulling in that direction. So I mean, does LeBron's voice alone, you know, sway this one way or another? We asked Howard about that. I don't think so, but the the weight that LeBron pulls goes beyond his words as well, right? So if if LeBron didn't have that opinion and he was telling Rich Paul that uh, he, Rich Paul uh, that that those clients of Clutch Sports uh, should feel like. They should not return. I would guess that that would, you know, kind of, I, what's the right word I'm looking at, proliferate through uh, through the ranks, right? If all the major agents of the NBA players are saying our clients aren't doing this, well, it's not happening.
0: Are you talking about percolate?
2: What I say? Yeah, percolate.
0: I don't know. Right. Proliferate, proliferate? Percolate. That's better. Uh, uh, yeah, well, Thank you. I, I think they both work. But, you get what uh, I'm saying? Yeah, I understand it. And yeah, you know, that that and it wouldn't really. The thing is, Jake, it wouldn't even be for that long, right? I mean, maybe by some people's standards, it'd be a long time, but uh, this thing is going to be truncated no matter what. I, I don't think they're going to pick up the action and uh, really play out all the games in the regular season and then go into a traditional format in the playoffs. It wouldn't. That's not the shape this is going to take. Let's get to uh,
2: one more clip here and what's going on. Let's stick with Hanson Scotty, uh, but they react to Sham's report that uh, an NBA medical expert said there's a new hope in the works.
5: And sources tell me Commissioner Adam Silver had a call with the NBA's 30 GMs on Wednesday, and they had a league doctor on the call who shared some positive developments on potential drugs and medicines for the virus. And also a vaccine trial starting at some point soon in England. So before the NBA can get to any return timetable, any return place, they still need to get through hurdles around testing, around the virus itself, around the medical components that still exist.
4: That to me is great news. The medical expert is now telling the NBA 30 GMs and owners, we feel like we're okay here. We feel like we can move forward if you know if we if we take extra precautions, th- th- as far as the medical world is concerned, we've made advancements.
3: Yes, and I think that's what you have to really look at. Uh, and and you will look at I know there's a story floating around from CNBC where there are agents and uh, and some team executives that are calling on Adam Silver just to just kill the season, just be done with it, and uh, let's prepare for next year. And Adam Silver's like, "You ready to lose a billion dollars?" Because I'm not. Uh, and I, But I am prepared to lose it if we can't do it safely. And I think that's what the NBA has been very clear on. like We're going to take our time, and we're going to do this right, because the NBA has time. And I know people still have a hard time wrapping their brain around this, but remember, the NBA really doesn't need to start playing games until maybe even July, perhaps even August. Like They have a ton of time, if they're willing, and we all know that they are, to move the season, next year's season, back to December, maybe even January. They've got themselves time to be able to make this work. So, let's, again, realize that the NBA is in constant contact, as you mentioned, with medical professionals that are feeding them positive information about the ability to be able to find a way to crown a champion this year.
4: I was just down in that area in December. I was just down at that Disney World area and Universal Studios area, and it's gorgeous, beautiful, and it's all vacant. Yeah. Yeah, Everything's vacant right now. You're talking about multiple massive hotels where you can really spread out and bring families. You can bring families. Yeah. And and you're talking about multiple courts. You know, one of the things the NBA was excited about, and you heard Shams talk about right there, is, well, I think he talked about it, maybe he didn't talk about it. Most of those courts that are that are a part of that Disney World um, resort and area are already suited for cameras, for broadcasting crews. Yeah.
0: Uh, Jake, I'm calling BS on that whole thing. What whole thing? uh as far as a medical expert saying that there are medicines that are becoming that that, that uh, vaccine that they're talking about over in England that's in the primary stages of that they're not going to be ready to administer that to NBA players this season
2: no i wouldn't think so but uh Vaccine aside, I mean, we are seeing breakthroughs in other treatments or or seeing the preliminary studies that uh, some uh, that medicine Dr. Fauci mentioned earlier in the week that uh, that has had some effect on helping shorten the recovery time. But uh, he was excited because more importantly, it it showed there was it it was like the 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 basics where they can build upon it. Right. It was something that had effect against uh, COVID-19 and was effective. And now they can
0: add to that. It was a drug they used for Ebola. Right. And right. It, exactly. It, and, and he he just. Yeah. I like the way you said that, because he said it was something they could build on. And the statistical numbers in the study were somewhat modest as far as the effect. But uh, but Fauci was uh, excited about. The Wait, well, what do you mean by it? modest?
2: Because it, it said it improved the, the recovery time. Thirty one percent. That's huge.
0: Uh, the, the, what I saw was that it those who were, who were got sick with the uh, COVID-19, it changed their recovery from like 21 days to 21 days from 25 days. Or it shortened it by
2: 31 percent, which is a great start. That is a great start. Talk about saving lives. I mean, if it can, that, that, is, that type of stuff is what's really going to have the most immediate impact.
0: Well, I agree with that. But the, 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 here's the question, the time frame of it. How long will it take to really, really make sure? Because they're not sure of it yet. And it will take more study in order to get it there. So, I, you know, I mean, I'm, 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 I want to be hopeful. I am hopeful. I hope they can. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine if they had a vaccine, Jake? And we go back to normal. Our lives go back to normal. So I'm hoping and praying for that. But I, I just don't know whether those kinds of reports are really helpful from the standpoint of being realistic.
1: It might have to happen without a vaccine, though.
2: Oh, it's going to have to happen without so we a vaccine. So we've got to find a way to get Correct. through
1: without the vaccine. That has to. Yeah. There's got to be other ways to tampen down the effects of it without a- right. absolutely having a vaccine yeah. for it.
0: Agreed. Th- there were there were multiple studies on that particular medicine, and they said that some of them were completely inconclusive, and others showed uh, modest gains. That, that's what modest I gains is better than no gains. Agreed. And you right. know what? You, right. But you, is that you, enough? Is that enough to to uh, to light to up the hope? green light? It's no, enough to have, to have hope? hope. No, I'm saying, is it enough to light the green light so that so that you can have everybody go into motion again? It
2: might be. And you know what, Gordon, you know, everybody says to listen to Dr. Fauci and I've got it. He was encouraged by this. Yeah, Why was. can't we be You're encouraged right. by this? Uh, and and you if you develop these types of therapies and treatments that will help folks during the time of suffering, I mean, that's uh, anyway. Uh, the, I'm very encouraged by it. And I, I don't think that I just don't know developing therapies can happen a lot quicker than developing vaccines. And I'm yeah. with Austin. If you're waiting for a vaccine, then that's that's not realistic. It's not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not a doctor. Uh, all I know is the reports that I read. It was it was reason for optimism. But I'm not sure that it's reason for planning a, a season.
2: All right, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend from the warehouse, two locations for you, 1967 South 300 West in Salt Lake and 86 East University Parkway in Orem. He's our good friend, Tom, with prices so low it'll blow your mind. What's going on, Tom? Jake, have you ever had a flu shot? I have, yes. Every year? Yep, every single year.
5: And do you ever get the flu? Still get the flu from time to time. Yeah, so I think the vaccine won't stop it, but it will make it so you get it, and it won't be as bad. Yeah, But that's just, you know, little old Tom from the warehouse thinking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I've got some deals to blow your mind. This is our last spot of the weekend. Uh, We want to help you. We've got a sofa and a loveseat. You come into the Orem store or the Salt Lake store, I've got a sofa and love seat for $500, both of them. Boom. And then don't forget the California King Sealy Performance Mattress, box spring, and a bed, headboard, footboard, rails. The bed is normally $4.99. The mattress is normally seven ninety nine. dollars the box springs or no Well, depends on where you go. 150 to 200 bucks for the box springs. How about the entire package? 4.99. Unbelievable. Wow. We've got more deals. Queen adjustable bed 4.99. The Gordon special: King adjustable bed with gel-infused memory foam mattress 9.99. And I'm going to do another boom special. I have uh, an upholstered queen bed regular 699 i've got five of them in Orem. first five people who want one 199 dollars for a queen upholstered bed those are just a few of the deals we're going to take 20 percent off all yellow tickets if you mention the big show we're doing the austin nightstand at 49 bucks Anything else you need, you come in here, I'll guarantee you to get, do a deal. And then last hour I said, a deal you won't believe. Do you remember those home theater chairs that I had left? Yep. They're normally three ninety nine a chair. And I said, we're going to blow them out at 100 bucks. I have 13 of them. They're gray. They're beautiful. $69 each. Mm. Wow. Unbelievable. Come and see us. We'll be here tomorrow from 11 a.m. until 7 p.m. We'll be here tonight till 7 and in Salt Lake till 7. Dell Warehouse, boom.
2: Thank you, Tom. Needed a little boom going into the weekend. Check them out. Take advantage of those deals right now. 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City, 86 East, University Parkway in Orem. Drops of the day coming up next 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.
0: If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it?
2: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for a Drop of the Day or Various Sound. What did, what did you call it, Gordon? Sounds of Various Clips. Sounds of Various Clips. Uh, Austin has selected our... Uh clip or drop of the day today. Austin, you want to explain what we have and why?
1: Yes. I feel like we need a a rallying. We had Frank Layden on yesterday. He rallied the troops. We're feeling great. We're ready to run through walls. We can do this again. And as we go on to the weekend, my friend Gordon Monson sang maybe the greatest anthem ever written about never giving up. And here's what it sounded like. Whoops.
0: After I pushed the right button. But I'm not dying. This canary is singing, singing positivity.
5: I get knocked
0: down. Get up again. You're never gonna keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never gonna keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never gonna keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never gonna keep me down. You're nating the night away. You're nating and night away. Takes a whiskey drink. I don't remember this part. He drinks a lager drink, he drinks a cider drink, a whiskey drink, a vodka drink. He sings the songs that remind him of the good times, the songs remind him of the best times, I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never gonna keep me down, I get knocked down, but I get up again, you're never gonna keep me down, I get knocked down, but I get up again, you're never gonna One keep me time. down, I get knocked down. But I it up again. You're never going to see that.
2: Wow, Gordon,
0: impressive. Not so much, but oh, uh, I'm ready to do anything. Are you? I'm glad I could inspire you. I have to pee, <laughs> but yeah.
2: <laughs> what inspired you to uh, record that rendition, Gordon? You remember?
0: Uh, uh, I got talked into it. How else does that ever happen?
2: Do you regret it? You sound like you regret it. Kinda. Yeah. What? <laughs> Come on,
1: be proud uh,
2: Proud, okay Is that your go-to karaoke song? No Oh no, there's others
0: I didn't even know the words, are you kidding me? What is your go-to karaoke song? You know, that's a really good question I had one once Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away (laughs) No, I, I, I had one once, but I can't remember what it was How about you? Frank Sinatra, tell me
2: no, no, no. And I, I, I'd be fibbing if I said I did karaoke uh, often. I've done a rendition of Thank God I'm a Country Boy. I like that one. Uh
0: you give us a little sampling? No.
2: Um, my brother always used to do the Humpty Dance, which I thought was particularly hilarious and creative.
0: I love uh, it when you call me Big Papa. <laughs> uh, some things are just embarrassing.
1: Why? What? <laughs>
0: Look, this was a positive thing.
1: And here you come raining on it. I won't allow it. My friend Gordon Monson did these songs. I don't know who you are, sir, but my friend, positive, friendly, happy, never get him down Gordon Monson, saying that he would urinate the night away before he'd have a negative attitude.
0: I won't stand for it. That little countrified action going there. I get knocked down. I get up again. I'm never going to let you down. <laughs> i get knocked down.
2: That is your chosen get uh, up again. genre these days. Never so gonna that's gonna
0: not a let surprise. You're an eight in the night away. Jeez, oh, <laughs> Where did that little come stream. from? <laughs> wow. Wow. Whole, that was my Eddie Vedder does give said The little you stream. Said, little stream. <laughs> oh. You got all kinds of stuff in that little uh, toy box, don't you? I got a million things. Mm. I have Jake You're singing. Not, should, no, you we're know, not to, to get, get, get me down. Let's hear Jake. This is
2: this segment was about Gordon. We played a drop. Why? We played a drop of the day. I didn't pick it. Why are
0: you picking on me? Well, uh, yeah, Austin picked it, so he should be able to play whatever he wants. Am I the only one singing this song? <laughs> Uh Austin you have a great gift to be able to sing the way you do. Austin does have Thanks. a good voice. He's the only and one the, on show the show that has any the, business singing. <laughs> why don't you give it a whirl? Let's hear you sing a few verses.
2: I just said Austin is the only one on the show that has any I business know. singing.
0: Well, oh, no, why would a, I why would I sing? Be, be, I'm because trying, I want to hear how I want to hear how bad you are.
1: No. I'm trying to read Jake's if, uh, if a level of tolerance. If I were to play him singing No, high. I'm do not it. feeling good it's, about it. it. It's not high. I'm not oh, feeling good. Why, 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 why aren't you feeling high. good about it? Honestly, honestly, I can't find it. Good. All right, oh, we'll have more big show coming up next. Oh, oh, that's nope, the nope, fastest that's
0: exit stage left we've ever had on this show. Stay
2: tuned. 97.5 and 1280. The Zone. music video. Was, do you remember this music yeah. video, Austin? This music video is so good. For welcome, sure. Welcome on back. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, and 1280 The Zone. Maybe I like this music video so much because I like Mentos. Okay. I eat a lot of Mentos. What, do you like the mint Mentos or the fruit
1: Mentos? Mint. I prefer fruit. See, Gordon,
2: you want to break the tie here? Probably the fruit.
1: Wow. I'm in See? the minority here. Well, now I think I should be liking the mint but. Oh, I love just getting mint Mentos. Have you ever put them in soda pop?
2: Uh, I have. In fact, we uh, we we're, we looked up these simple science experiments to show toddlers, and that was one of them.
0: What happens? It gets. You never put a Mentos. Don't tell in him. A,
2: try it this weekend. You should try it this weekend.
0: What happens? Does it just uh, kind of bubble up all over the place? A little bit. Does it explode? Give it a
1: try, but video it. That's actually a thing going around the internet right now. is kids are doing that. They drop the Mentos in and then try to drink the soda pop. And? It, it's a rocket-propelled grenade. Yeah, it doesn't go <laughs> well. Does it change the taste? I, you can't taste anything at 600 PSI. <laughs>
2: This is uh this is like a a party prank I guess and neither one of you are necessarily beer drinkers but if if you ever get the opportunity you should do this cuz it's quite funny. If you a beer bottle Gordon can you picture one right now if you yeah. clink the top of a beer bottle with the bottom of another one mm-hmm. So if you just clink it on straight down on top the one oh. on bottom will start fizzing uncontrollably. Really? Uh-huh. What so, causes that? You know what, I don't know the science behind it, to be honest, but it it really works because if you really want to be unpopular at a party, go around clinking everybody's beer. (laughs) Like little bunny foo-foo. And by the time it's done fizzing, there's like, I mean, most of the liquid is all gone. (laughs) And there's a huge mess.
0: And you know this why?
2: Oh, I've I've tried it dozens of times. Jake was in a fraternity. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, I was there. What do you think I learned in a fraternity? Stupid stuff like this. Is there anything else? uh it's stupid stuff that I learned in a fraternity, yeah, but we we don't need to get into
0: <laughs> okay, so the mentos in a soda and and clink in the bottom of a of a beer bottle
2: on on the top of another one yeah
0: mm-hmm.
2: so, okay there you go anyway, but uh yeah, that music video right there they they were what what do they call that uh, not mocking a mentos commercial, but parody uh, parody peri, yeah
0: spoofing peri. okay.
2: Whatever. uh, Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so great. Parodying. Parodying.
0: Yeah. Is that a verb? I'm not sure.
2: Uh, Gordon, uh, just some uh, quick news. This coming out today, uh, the University of Alabama's president, Dr. Stuart Bell, uh, spoke with uh, CBS 42 and is planning on having college football this fall, despite being despite the current coronavirus pandemic.
0: Yeah, that's the lead of my column that I wrote, uh, that and that uh, the school, pre- University of uh, Iowa uh, president also said that they're planning on having uh, the football team back in practicing by June. So there are folks out there who want this to happen and are uh, thinking a certain way, but... Later that President Harold or whatever his name is from Iowa, he said he clarified and he said as long as it's safe for the student athletes, the question becomes what if those two intentions are incompatible? Mm. Then then what do you do? By whose so, opinion? Well, someone's gotta make that decision. Because and, I think the
2: SEC's playing. I think that's happening.
0: Well, we'll see we'll see and then there's all the other complications along in what form will they will they play teams from the states that a that are uh, give a thumbs up and will there be states in the SEC who give a thumbs down how how is it all going to come there's a thousand questions to answer in this uh in this endeavor and i'm not sure how it's going to turn out i certainly hope it turns out uh, that way, but then there's the complication as to whether students will be on campus, and these school presidents are saying that's their intention as well. But nobody really knows at this point, so may- maybe maybe it's okay to go ahead and plan for it. But I wouldn't bank on it.
2: Yeah, I think the SEC, as long as their states give them the okay, which it would appear that's the direction that they're headed, I would guess that uh, at very least that conference is going to play. I think the Pac-12 the two, is the in- two Sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, the two states that I think are in question in a major way are New York and California, and oh, uh, well, there are obviously I throw Illinois in yeah, there too. Yeah, maybe so. And and Michigan, but, but,
2: they just locked down for another month today.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you see that one state? I forget which state it was. Had like a thousand new cases that had uh, reopened. So I mean, there. This thing is, uh, is well. Still well, you can't blame flux. that on the reopening yet. Well, right? we'll see. I mean, I—that's I, I, that, my point—is we need more information before we can make these declarative statements about what will happen, or for that matter, what won't happen.
2: Well, we know uh, what I didn't th- happen is the medical system didn't get overwhelmed, which was goal number one with this whole thing. So that's good news.
0: Yeah, yeah, but there are still people dying, and it's—it's it's tragic for those who are so severely affected by <laughs> it. But uh, well, I understand I there are other the pressures here. Well, I hope they care. I mean, we're talking about universities here, not just football factories.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see which way they go. But the uh, the Alabama president certainly uh, seems determined, and I think that uh, that part of the that part of the college sports landscape seems pretty determined to me and they're actually it seems like pretty determined to do it regardless of who's with them
0: well they they have they have a lot of financials at stake here and uh you know while i know and i understand that that affects lives of people and that's important too uh so is the health and the safety of students of players, of coaches, of everybody who works around a football game, and certainly the fans.
2: All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show on a Friday coming up next, 97.5 and 1280
0: The Zone.
2: Wrapping up another Big Show. In fact, wrapping up another week of Big Shows. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, as a uh, I don't know, Gordon. Is time going by fast or slow for you right now?
0: Uh that's a good question. In some ways, it's going by really fast, and in other ways, it seems like it drags a bit. But well, the shows are, are fun to do, man. We, we've had we've covered a lot of territory this week, and we uh, some really important stories and some goofing around. But I like the mix. I mean, it, it's fine, and we certainly hope that we can, uh, in spite of. My periods of negativity. I hope we can uh, we can add a little something positive to our listeners' lives. That's what we try to do.
2: Try to keep it upbeat.
0: Those periods are only
2: from two to seven. That's all. Yeah. Outside of that, it's just a he's just a bundle of we did uh, (laughs) positivity.
1: (laughs) We did learn a lot about you today, though, Gordon. We learned that you uh, were an estate groundskeeper.
2: Yeah, for uh, for old lady Dupont, Uh, (laughs) but. How no, did she take her? You drinks? were her yard
1: boy.
0: <laughs> shaken or stirred. I was, oh I yard was not, boy I was not a yard boy. That's well I was not. I although I did do menial labor. Oh yard boy, come here and have a lemonade with mama <laughs> <laughs> No, that wasn't it at all.
2: I said okay. crushed, not cubed. By the way, did you have to have a uniform being a yard no, boy for the deposit? Was it a uniform? I wore I wore jeans and white a gloves. White gloves, and, I believe. Not that. white
0: gloves. No, big old leather gloves for breaking branches. Only the and, finest you know, Italian leather. Lumber and, yeah, three piece uh, suit and stacking bricks, and you know bricks of mixing, gold, mixing cement.
2: <laughs> did you have to wear tails while
1: you were the yard boy? <laughs> And those no. shoes with the little coverings on them. The, not the oh, man. the little white uh, saddle shoe covers things. Oh, spats? No. Spats, yes.
0: Yeah. No, not at all, man. I came out of the, the backcountry covered in mud. Backcountry? That's what I was We're doing. talking about an estate backcountry. <laughs> I know, but every estate has backcountry to it, the parts that you don't see. And that's where I spent most of my time. I bet a lot of our listeners have done all kinds of hard, heavy lifting uh, at some point in our lives. I bet you're uh, right.
1: But that's not this. That, that is not ex- what we're talking ex- about here.
0: It's because you guys didn't get calloused on your calluses on your hands. Don't be. I lost a finger or,
2: once. And I actually <laughs> was a janitor. <laughs>
0: And I how was, was a former. How, wait, how is what you did any different than what I was doing, other than the fact that I had to work outside, too, you know, all leather-skinned in the heat of the summer and all that?
2: Uh, because I cleaned in elementary school. You pruned roses for Mrs. DuPont. <laughs> while eating finger sandwiches. Right. And taking
0: a dip in the pool to cool off. No, no, no. My boss was Mr. Davis, and he was—he was a—he uh, was, he was, he was a terrific bowler. Had four perfect games. Those are the people I was hanging with. Oh, yard boy! <laughs> no, not Mr. at all. Mr.
1: Davis, the pro bowler.
0: He was a—I don't know if he was a professional, but he was—he was awfully good. No, that's, I have a lot of respect uh, that's for uh, that Terrell guy. Terrell Davis. Oh, that's, he was—he right. was essentially a custodian at this estate, and I had more respect for him than just about anybody I've ever met. You know, it just goes to show you that uh, station and, uh, and and money have nothing to do with character. And uh, Wilson Davis, one of the all-time greats, and a great influence in my life. Thank you very much.
2: Well, Gordon, you have a nice weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Yeah, you too. Uh, stay safe. Big Show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone.
0: It's good to have uh, a big stash of money.